Okay, good. Then I'm coming over. <laughs> I used to live in, uh, in in West Hollywood, and we had a, a, a universal like pool for everybody. And this crazy old actress used to get drunk and ride on her pool noodle. That's like, amazing. Oh, who's coming swimming with me? <laughs> who's coming swimming? I've got vodka tonics. Did you go swim and drink with her? Fuck yeah. Oh, good. <laughs> Every chance I could get. Good. That's good to hear. All right. Thanks for uh, finding us on the internet again. Uh, this is Road Stories. I'm your host, Murray Valeriano. Real quick, out of the way, uh, we're back. Um, you know, we're gone for three weeks, so I just want to thank you for all the kind words you guys sent out. It was uh, much appreciated and all the condolences. Uh, but we're back on track, and uh, everything is good. Um, but I promised, a good, I promised a good podcast coming back, and this is what I have. So this is what I came up with. Yeah, so hopefully next week I'll have a really good <laughs> um, Joining me for actually the second time, but the first episode was lost in the ether. Mm-hmm. Um, a dear old friend of mine, uh, <laughs> winner of the first Comedy Central stand-up spe- uh, competition. Stand-up standoff. Stand-up standoff. Laugh, stand-up, riots. Stand-off. No, laugh, laugh riots. riots. But it became Laugh Riots, but it was just this Comedy Central stand-up competition when I did it. And you won a car. I remember that. I w- I did she won a car. Did you sell it to pay the taxes on it? No, they and I won three thousand, so it covered oh, cool. the tax. No, she had to have the car because I remember your old uh, car. Yeah, my car died. Uh, yeah. Five days, three days before the finals. Oh, the old convertible? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I remember cruising to Baja Fresh in Beverly Hills on that thing. <laughs> With the top down, bitch. <laughs> uh, but you probably know her best as Donna on Parks and Recreation. Thanks for coming again, Retta. No I appreciate problem. it. Thanks for having me. I always love having you. And uh, sitting across from her, another dear old friend. First time on the podcast, though. A First timer. Po- podcast host herself. Yes. What's the name of it? name of my podcast is called, called Daytime Justice, and mm. I lift the robe. On court shows. <laughs> bah, 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 bah. Yeah. No, I just give lots of behind the scenes stories and I interviewed daytime court TV show judges and some of the podcasts aren't so funny because I interviewed this woman whose uh, son was on death row and uh, she fought to get him off death row and then they just kept him there and they were like, well, we don't know when we're going to get let him out of jail. Oh. So it's, it's very interesting. It's it, I've learned a lot about uh, the law and how it doesn't work in our favor. So <laughs> if you're feeling bad about yourself, listen to my podcast, you'll feel better. Right. <laughs> awesome. Well, this is the lovely Sharon Houston and also a very funny stand. Up where we got started here in town together, where we met. Where did we meet? Did we meet at the Unurban? Maybe. I went there a handful of times. That's I, just off the street. Yeah, I know. You're right. You're here. <laughs> I know. We should go back there for old times' sake. What was the place, the, the old, um, before the Bruco? Uh, the Gypsy. The, the Gypsy. Uh, no, what, no, 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 before that. Uh, Pedersons. Pedersons. I think that might have been yeah, where I, I met. Yeah, yeah, Pedersons. I, I, remember walking, I do too. I remember walking into Pedersons for the first time with Bob Oshack and just getting attitude from everybody. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God, it was so clicky. It was, it was awesome. very clicky, but I didn't care. I was oh, like, whatever. I'm like, I'm not here for you guys. Yeah, and I then, hated it, but I went. Then, I know. I wanted, I, I'm like, you guys are going to like me eventually. I know it. It's fine. And sitting directly across from me, pretty good surfer. Wow, I didn't know that. So-so writer's assistant. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Very funny stand-up. Oh, okay. Producer of uh, Bridgetown Comedy Festival. And you have your own podcast also. Yes, uh, Probably Science. It's a science and comedy podcast. Uh, Brooks Whelan and Matt Kirsch and I all have science or engineering degrees, but we don't do anything with them anymore, so we have... 
guests on and we half-assedly talk about the week's science news. Awesome. So. Do you talk, oh, that's do, awesome. Do you talk into the microphone on yours? <laughs> <laughs> they have headphones on mine. Everyone gets to hear the levels. <laughs> the Murr only gets headphones yeah. on this only one. Only the Murr. Only the Murr. This is a very funny Andy Wood joining us. Thank you us. for having me. So yeah. did all three of you start doing stand-up in L.A.? Yep. No, oh, I no. started in New York. Oh, okay. North Carolina. I, I started strange. in Los Angeles. Yeah, it's got to be a bizarre place to start, right? I mean... Yeah, it really right? sucks. I don't recommend it starting. I know there's a lot of young comics who listen to this. So just get get a, get some friends out there in your hometown and, and come up together because yeah. like, starting yeah. out here sucks. And, yeah. Uh, what I had to do is I started out here and then I had to go out on the road. So it was, al- actually, it was yeah, almost pointless to even come sure. out here. Because hmm. then you get a book. Where you you, you didn't get the benefit of... Uh, so go ahead, of what? Of, of triple, triple runs, coming up through the ranks doing triple runs. You know, I never did a triple run, and you can tell because I'm still alive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> triple, triple runs are notorious uh, one-nighter, string of one-nighter gigs. Do you ever um, do them? You shouldn't. Oh, God, no. Well, yeah. no, I've got some road stories. My road stories, will, you'll understand why I didn't uh, pursue the road <laughs> and pursue television production instead. Uh, some bad things happened, you yeah, guys. Yeah. Some really bad things happened. There are a string of one-nighters that uh, it's like, it's like you have one night in Missoula, Montana, and then the next night you're in Seattle, Washington, and then the next night, you know, it's just, yeah. it's just, and it's, yeah, they're Literally notoriously bad. 500 miles a day or more. Yeah. So you're, if you're not sharing a car, you're losing money on gas. Like you're not making enough as a feature to even cover your expenses. You can't pay rent. You can't. Pay, pay car rent. insurance, you can't, you can't do anything. Your, you can't pay your gas to get to the next night. <laughs> oh, so, God. Like it's a loss. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, those are, I'm surprised you never heard of those. Probably. I, I'm so out of the, the comedy loop. Yeah. There's yeah. Equ- there are equivalent ones in other parts of the country, I think, other bookers that do sure. long ass runs like that where you yeah, can't make any money. It's triple or triple? Triple, like the Star Trek animals. I don't. That doesn't mean. I know. I don't watch Star Trek. I could. I don't. Yeah. Only. Yeah. No. Mine either. I don't even. I just know that they were furry. Were they kind of like mogwais? Like they multiply if you get them wet, or what happens? I don't know either. I I just know it was triples. Where did did you get started, Charlie Goodnights? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Did they have an open mic there, or Mm -hmm. what do you? They had. Um. I think it was Wednesday, Wednesday or Thursday night. And it was $5 to get in, so all the students from NC State would come. And I started I started doing that open mic. Mm-hmm. Now, when you told them you went to Duke, did they try to fist fight you? Well, I would never do that. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't foolish. <laughs> so it was a college crowd for the open mic? Mostly. I mean, it, anyone could come, but yeah. because it was so cheap, and then they, I think they had like drink specials, so they all would, because it's in Raleigh. Right, right. So they just... Remember that old that big room at the Bruco? Yes. Do you, you ever do that on Monday nights? Yes. That one that one guy who Blake was friends with Frangiola produced it. Yes. Um, did you ever? I know. Was you it did. David Fofi? Oh, I don't remember. David his who name. does the Elephant Theater? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah okay, yeah. I didn't wow. do that room. Good memory. That Holy well, shit. because I know David. Oh, okay. Um, now, but I didn't realize that I knew him when I when I met him at the Elephant. I didn't realize that was the same dude. Yeah, like he was like you used to do my show, and I was like, "Well, this is doing? the problem is that we don't age, so people, other people do, and we're like, who the fuck is that?'" And yeah. they're like, "Oh yeah, remember I met you in you know 2003." I'm like, "I don't think so," and they're like, "Yes," and then I'm like, "Oh shit, you yeah. look great." I think, he, I, think he, I don't know. I think he used to manage at the Bruco. Oh okay, and then 
did a show too. Oh yeah, upstairs. It, it was um, Monday nights. It was a bar. It was all the college students, and it was just loud. It was lion taming. Yeah, but I liked yeah. it. Oh, it was yeah. lion taming, yeah. but I liked that it. Was, yeah. That was that was one of the more fun. It was like that was one of the ones I didn't mind going to, hanging out with your friends. Like the improv is a little bit weird to hang out. Like I feel like because there's, there's like a hardcore bar. Right yeah. group there, and it's kind of and they're all alcoholics. Yeah, it's yeah. Hard to be like casual and chatty and fun. They're like, get the fuck out of the way. I need to order a drink. But at the Bruco, we could stand outside and chat and go say, get your beer, blah blah blah. Right. So I like that show, that room. It was basically like a triple run, but here in town. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Just a loud bar where nobody was really paying attention, and you had to. It was like a fist fight. Yeah, yeah and he let me DJ one time, and that's oh, really? how. Yeah, he let me DJ one time, and I was playing all the music between the comics, and that's how I kind of met Suli McCullough because he was like, he walked up, he's like, damn girl, you got some good taste. I'm like, I know. Did so. you compliment your turntablism? Yeah, he totally. My turntablism, I was like beat matching and juggling. No, I wasn't. I was just going volume up, volume down. Okay, now I'm going to put in New Eureka Soul. Volume up, volume down. Now the tribe, volume up, volume down. That's it. Was that before iPods? Uh, yes, it was oh. CDs. Yeah. Oh, right. I know. CDs? CD, can you imagine? I rode my horse to the Brooke to put in my CDs <laughs> in the fucking player. They have those uh, CD like scratching. They do. No, no iPod, iPod. Uh, yeah, yeah. Right. But you can scratch on a laptop as well. Like it's 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 retarded. I mean, yeah. listen, I collect vinyl. Anyway, that's not about. That's not what this show's about. <laughs> that's not what this show's about. So let's move on. Sorry, you got, you Sorry talking, about that. You Sorry about that, music, Andy and I got really interested. I know. I get really. I get. I love talking about that kind of stuff. Listen, we could talk ukuleles all day. That's been my kick all summer. I don't know why I got well, ukuleles. I, uh, my friend Nick has a piano, a Yamaha piano. And we're actually learning a couple songs to sing because I'm going to have a fried chicken invitational, right. where I invite people over and we just eat fried chicken. <laughs> and I told Nick, I said we have to sing a number. So we're working course, on. Uh, have we have to. <laughs> so we're working on um, "Minute by Minute" by the Doobie Brothers. Uh, um, uh, Ricky, don't lose that number by Steely Dan. Uh, you know, and some other smooth rock. What, I want. Wait, how does "Minute by Minute" go? Minute, minute by minute by minute. I keep holding on. I keep holding on. I keep holding on. Ready? Oh, you were supposed to go minute by minute by. Okay. Yeah. No, but I'm big Doobies fan. I love the Dan fan. Love it. McDonald can do no wrong. I want to do like a Todd Rundgren number and wear feathers. Watch out. Great. That's great. Let's bring this out of 1977. And up to somewhat of a modern day. Jesus. I do. I do like the classic. Can I tell one funny story about the 70s? Sure. I worked on. Show. Um, I work in TV production a lot, and I worked on uh, America's Money Class with Susie Orman for OWN. And the line producer was this old kind of crotchety guy, and I was always afraid to talk to him. And then I was playing Todd Rundgren on my laptop, and he walks in my office. He goes, "Hey, when I got my start, I was a PA on Midnight Special." Whoa. And I was like, holy shit. He has the best stories about the Bee Gees being so fucked up. They had to like re-record their song like five times. Like every band came in. They were high. They were on coke and quaaludes and heroin. Like we think we know how to party. They knew how to party. And they would no, constantly have to do retakes. I thought that was interesting. <laughs> That's the way. That's the way I like my rockers, man. Yeah, Just whatever happened up. to that? I don't know. They can get away with so much. Oh, well. Anyway, Sharon, where'd you get your start? In stand up, not in uh, idolizing in stand-up. Oh, classic yeah. white guys with long hair and well, <laughs> catfish mustaches. <laughs> well, when I when I moved to New York a long time ago, I was like, uh, first of all, I moved there with two cats and a TV set and my clothes and nothing yeah, else. You're in your cats. Yeah, I know. Let's not talk about that. So uh, I've, I I uh, I um I said if I get a day job, I'll work. 
I'll be a stand-up. And if I get a night job waiting tables, I'll do improv. And I ended up getting a day job. So I was like, well, stand-up it is. And I just started going to open mics and at like New York Comedy Club. And I went and did the, the midnight show at the Duplex every uh, Saturday or Friday night. And, uh, and that's what happened. Wait, how does that work? So if you get a day job, you're going to do stand-up. But if you get a night job, you're going to do improv? Because you can do improv during the day. Yeah, you can you take classes shows during, during the, the day. day. Oh, classes. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I didn't know how to do improv. Like, I wasn't just going to show up and go, hey, put me in your thing. New choice. New choice. <laughs> Space work, you know? Like, I'm not an improviser, so. So, uh, you, like, what era was that? Wait, it was like mid-90s? Yes. Yeah. Late 90s. Late 90s? Yeah. So, oh, so you must have not spent much time there then. No, three and a half years. Yeah, and then I, I came say, here. I met you shortly after that. Yep. What was that scene like in like the late 90s? Amazing. Yeah. yeah, really great. Uh, you know, lots of great comics, lots of great people, so many places to perform. You got spots all the time. Yeah. And then when I moved here and I was like, I had to beg for spots on open mics, I was like, wah hopping, wah hopping. Yeah. It's still like that in New York. I lived in New York for like three months earlier this year and it's there's like spots everywhere. Oh, I had Gary Goldman on my show and we discussed you. I love Gary. Yeah, yeah, he's a great guy. Where'd you get started, Andy? Wood? Uh, Portland, Oregon. I started in Portland about uh, seven or eight years ago. Yeah. And uh, it wasn't, there was not much going on there. There was, there was one club, Harvey's, which I shouldn't disparage, but eh, you know, it's Harvey's. Um, <laughs> so yeah, there wasn't a lot of comedy that I loved there. So it was just kind of frustrating seeing how it was this big indie rock scene in town mm-hmm. that was respected, but nobody kind of cared much about the comedy. And it was all, you know, it was all in like hotel bars and. Uh, what do you mean? Nobody, like it was more mainstream comedy, less alternative comedy that you. No, I mean like, there was or? there was interesting scene. Like there were guys, you know, like Ron Funches uh-huh. and Richard Bain, all these really funny guys. But they weren't, you know, there there were no shows that ever got consistent crowds. There was no coverage in the local mm. press or anything. Um, and there were never been any good acts coming through town. Like if they were coming, they would do theaters. But like Harvey's wouldn't really get, you know, the kind of people that um, I grew up liking. And uh, yeah, I don't know. So it was it was kind of like a. a it was a good time to do to start stand up because there was tons of stage time, but mm-hmm. it wasn't good stage time. But what about since Helium opened up up there? They seem since to be getting Helium a lot better. and Bridgetown. Yeah, it's the thing. Like now, people like talk about it as if it's like a comedy town, which is mm-hmm. awesome. But that wasn't. And you how started it, was. it. Yeah. Do you think? Hey, you, you know, do you think you're responsible uh, for that? Yeah. Starting the Bridgetown. I think you might possible? be. I don't know. No, I mean that's Bridgetown has something to do with it, but um, it also always had funny people. Like it just wasn't. It wasn't cool. Like comedy wasn't a thing that was respected, mm-hmm. and like it was all so earnest hipster music kind of stuff there that was all that people cared about i felt like in yeah. portland i don't know but it's a great town like i love it and uh i would have stayed if there were any jobs there but there's no <laughs> work at all especially obviously in anything entertainment related but um now as yeah, a as a as a festival producer because um i get i get this on a certain level like some comics want to come on this show and and I, when i first started i was like i only want names on the show you know so if you listen to like my first 10 episodes like doug benson and jimmy Dore and Wayne Fairman, but then i'm just like no i just want funny people on the show right, right. but then i get unfunny people who want to be on the show and i've i've actually done some courtesy bookings and it's been terrible oh as don't as, do that to yourself as a it's not fact, worth it so they're not even on there, oh, man. So, but do you get a lot? How do you deal with that? Having to, I still haven't figured it out. It's, this will be the sixth year next year, and I still don't know how to do it because, like, I mean, you can sort of set up some kind of proxy-ish thing, but people still know that you work on it, so yeah. your friends are still going to hit you up for favors, yeah. and you, you can't if you filled it all with people that were your friends. Like, no one would want to watch that festival. Yeah. You know what I found true. interesting that you told me about Bridgetown is that people send you hostile emails when they don't get into the festival. Like I, I, I don't submitted. Know if we should talk about that. No, no, no. I don't want to talk about those just people names, specifically no 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 don't say names but i just i just find it interesting like i got it i i didn't get it i submitted myself to, for the laugh track festival in denver mm. and i didn't get in and i was like well hey thanks for even looking at my stuff right like i can't imagine going what the 
fuck it. You're like right. writing a nasty email or yeah, I mean, how do you handle that? When I don't, I don't, I don't. I, I'm not good at it. If I, if I, if someone has advice on how to deal with that better, I hate saying no. I hate disappointing people. Like, yeah, it's, it sucks. Have yeah, you thought about putting somebody between you and the submissions? That's what I'm saying. Like, if there was a proxy, there's still like the people still know that I work on it. So yeah. friends of mine are still going to hit me up, and be like, I don't have to do this, right? I'm like, well, ideally, everyone has to go through this route, so it's right, fair. Right. And then, yeah. And plus, it helps the festival make money, and it's not fair yeah. for you guys to do everything for free. You know what I mean? Right, right. I mean, I don't feel bad about the fact that we charge for submissions. You know, like it's not that much, and it takes a long time and it's kind of awful like watching hundreds of oh I bet tapes is it's it, gotta be hundreds a day almost me. or at least a week no oh, I shouldn't say the total number it was a ridiculous number yeah. this year and it was we we bit off more than we could shoot so I don't even know if we should like cap the number of submit I don't know it's a great problem to have like, yeah, I shouldn't sure. complain because people want to be at the festival but yeah. it's well, I, yeah. I had a blast up there and I know Sharon had oh, a we great had time so much Sharon fun. had such a good set when I saw her set Thanks for sticking around seeing mine. Well, because I had to go, I had to go to another April. Yeah, in yeah, Portland, okay, because yeah. it was around my birthday. Oh so yeah, everybody was, everybody was gone. Oh, you should go. We and had do so it. much fun. This Retta, it is up. It is a party. It is yeah. so much fun. You'd have it's a blast, like Retta. it's like a, a cheerleading camp without uh, the cuntiness. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like you, it's like camp. yeah, it's camp. like the, without the cuntiness. You know what I mean? Like it was like you're with all your colleagues and you're watching everybody perform and you're you're just it's just in yeah. the spirit of we're just going to be funny. There's no industry here it, that's you know making it creepy. Yeah, yeah. You know, even though there might be industry there, but th- the vibe is not. It's just it's just great. That's it's so I, fun. I have heard the camp comparison. I've never heard cheerleading camp right. specifically. Well. I'm trying to picture what that would be. Yeah, like. they get it. <laughs> the girls get it. <laughs> when uh, when we were first starting out, Retta and I, and even Sharon at that point, uh, when I met you, Retta was the first one to really kind of start taking off out of all of us. And uh, but one thing you started doing before any of us did, and I never really got into it, was the college circuit. Oh yeah, <laughs> it, was, um, it was good in that. I made money. Yeah. I made money without having to spend a week in a scary comedy condo, if you will. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I rarely, rarely had to do that. I don't know if I really ever had to do it. I think I may have had to do it when I was in North Carolina because I I went to feature for someone. But um, it, and it was, it was cool because I, you get, you, you get good money up front. Like that's, you don't have to fight with the booker for your money. Um, you know, there's a contract and they pay it to your agent and all that. You don't have to, um, again, stay at the creepy, sometimes you get creepy hotels, but you don't have to stay at the creepy condos. Um, but it was a lot like it, it broke me down (laughs) fairly, fairly early in my career. But then I sucked it up because I also didn't like to fly. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I had a, I had a period where I was so scared of flying, and flying into Chicago because I flew American was my airline, and so Chicago is one of the big hubs, and so I was always flying into Chicago, and the windy, the windy city was no good for landing. <laughs> I remember one time they were they, we tried to land three times, and they're like the wind shears, the wind shears. So I, I was crying on the plane. And I got off the plane and I called my agent and I said cancel the rest of my shows. I can't do it anymore. Wow. And he's like, call me when you get back home. And I was walking to the airport just crying. crying. (laughs) (laughs) This student came to pick me up and and she was like, how was your flight? I was like, I didn't. It was a nightmare. I mean, I still did it. Like, I I really used to just white knuckle it for a while. And then I wasn't getting a lot of bookings and then I got super, super broke. (laughs) Because <laughs> I didn't get any, you know, it was like very few shows. 
It was very up and down. It was a roller coaster. Yeah. But I remember you talking about um, how you used to have to drive in the snow from gig to gig sometimes. Well, Talk yeah, about that. Well, they have the, you know, they do, they do, they do, they do block booking, which is, I guess, your treble. Tribble. Tribble. You can call it trouble. You should call it. <laughs> you should call it trouble. <laughs> but we, um, they do block booking. So if you're in a region and you get, um, if you, if they book, if the schools will book three shows, three different schools book you within five days, then you get, they get a break on your price. Oh, right. Yeah. So you can take one flight and then drive around and do the shows. If you get five schools within seven days, and it has to be within those seven days, which is good, um, then they get an even better break on the price. So you're only playing for one flight for five different shows and renting a car. Um and that's when it got hairy because it could be 500 miles. It could be. Mm. I hate it. I hate it when it was five, five hours driving. Three was easy. Five is where I started to lose my shit. Yeah. Right. In the car. Yeah. Um, Always driving alone, never with a feature mm-hmm. or anything. Or anything. So, oh, God. So yeah, that's, that's bad. That's the only thing. It was like by yourself and. I used to love when they would book shows. I would see that they were going to have other comics on the show. I was like, oh, I'm myself. <laughs> and hopefully I won't have to close. Uh-huh. How about those, those early college shows? I was just flying back from uh, Florida a couple of weeks ago, and I ran into Ben Glebe, who was coming back from doing University of Florida or whatever. And I'm like, hey, how was it? He's like, eh, they didn't really promote. <laughs> so it was just like it's a, always a cafeteria. I've done college shows where there were nine people there. Yeah. My, my smallest was eleven. Yeah, but I still got paid a thousand dollars. So I was like, I don't give a fuck. Well, that's the thing. That's the, that's the that's the thing. You you get your money no matter what. So for the know. next forty five minutes, I'm just going to count my money. <laughs> well, you guys just. Uh... I once had my sh- I once had my coat stolen in the winter up in New York. Oh. I had my coat in the front row. Um, and my coat was stolen. Luckily, I was going to New York, right? At, going to the city, and I went to see um, Joanne Grigioni at Comedy Central, and so she gave me a Daily Show jacket so I could wear it oh, for the rest nice. of my trip. Nice. Um, uh, I've had a lot of things stolen on the road. <laughs> <laughs> I was just a fucking asshole. <laughs> I'm surprised that doesn't happen more. I haven't had anything stolen uh, on the road. Not that I think about I it. Either, yeah. I, I almost had my vagina stolen on the road. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I was, and I was, um, I, I one, this one show was one of the SUNY schools upstate where it was so scary. I was like, please God, let me get out of here. Where they were like, they were like, they're always scared to have, like comics are always scared. I'm like, why do you guys book these shows? They're like, because we have to do programming, you know, and comedy is the one thing that people will come to. I mean, granted, they're fucking violent. And <laughs> I, they said, you had a great show. Like, you really kept them. I was like, are you, they were insane. <laughs> they were like, no, um, Norm MacDonald walked left. <laughs> they were like, when we had Norm, he, oh, really? he left the show. Yeah. <laughs> Holy like, shit. You and left the show. <laughs> <laughs> which, which SUNY is this? Let's call him out. Do you um, remember? God, it was so long ago. SUNY Purchase? SUNY no, New Pulse? No, it wasn't New Pulse. Oh, that's awesome. But it was, uh, the thing is, it was so far up, but it was all city kids. It was all, it was like thuggish, ruggish, ghetto fucking kids. And then like these, like, um, angry white kid. It was so. Oh my god! It's like it's like a, an episode of Oz. It was. It was really, <laughs> really scary. Uh, and I was. I, I remember because this. And this is when I was kind of still kind of new to it. So like, I didn't know how to handle 
hecklers right. or anything like and that. And you're pretty scripted in your set. I'm very scripted. And the thing is, I didn't get hecklers so bad. It's just that they so wanted to participate. Oh, no. Jesus. It's <laughs> worse. I don't know yeah. how to. I can't go off books. <laughs> 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 Keep it down. It was brutal. They were like, you had a great show. I was like, I fucking hate this. And they stole my coat. <laughs> <laughs> was, uh, let's just call it the chicken incident. Was that, um, at a, was that at a college? That was at, uh, yeah, that was at um, a little school in Arkansas. God, I can't think of the name of the school. Um, where <laughs> the when when you when I did NACA and you do the you do the um, the conference and then the the students there, the programming boards are there and they book you based on your showcase. And so there was this one kid from this little little school in Arkansas who just me he was gay clearly um, <laughs> and so he was just so excited he was like i'm i'm uh, they do they either bid for you know dates or they out and out book you that day and then they have to pay the price whatever the price is and uh he booked me and you know my big my big hot bit then was my <laughs> um, kfc bit and i got to the school and they had first of all they had fried chicken at the show like that was the the big thing was the big fried chicken show oh well i understand that they went they had gone to kfc (laughs) and gotten the buckets for the chicken and had made copies of my headshot and (laughs) popping popping out of the bucket yes and so those were the those were the um the centerpieces on all the tables (laughs) and your your headshot's getting soaked with grease no there was no chicken in it it was just it was just that queen did not know so as a black woman to walk in (laughs) where and it was I mean, it was so much fried chicken that they had on the on the on the table serving. Oh, and then no. I look at the table, and my head is popping out of a, a chicken bucket. And then they had blown up um, my headshot um, and put it behind the stage. So I mean, but it wasn't in a bucket. You know, it wasn't like they didn't Photoshop a wing going in your. All I could see was my face everywhere, and I was like, you know, and my, oh my face, God. and then. Um, Colonel Sanders. <laughs> <laughs> me and the Colonel. Please tell me you kept at least would, one yeah, basket. Yeah. Fuck no. I would have oh, kept man. that shit. Five. Oh, oh man. What a bummer. That was a hundred years ago. Please tell me you didn't do your chicken bit though. That would have oh, been good. <laughs> and that's the thing. I was like, I guess. I, I was guess. like, y'all kind of ruined the chicken bit. <laughs> but whatever. Or it could have gone completely opposite when you're like, I was at KFC is... the other day. It was like, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. KFC. And the school, KFC. The school small i think there were only 900 students at the school and i think 700 came to the show oh wow because they had nothing else to do right, right. So a good show then the actual set <laughs> yeah 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 the set was yeah, fine i'm just and imagine- the thing is, it was so funny there was like z- zero black people i'm just imagining the guy who booked you going oh my god you guys oh. she's gonna love this oh, he was like we're I'm gonna put retta on buckets of chicken that's amazing it's still you told me that story a decade ago and i still love it <laughs> was that the last time you did the chicken bit was it like okay i'm putting this You're to like, bed I I no still more do that shit. No did you do it on stand-up in stilettos <laughs> no i did oh okay i did not I, just, I don't even know what I did on that because I haven't seen it. I, I have it on TV. I haven't watched oh, yeah, it yet. It's the, oh, you the know what? burlesque and stand-up one? No, it's the... It's For on, TV Guide channel. Yeah, it was a TV oh, Guide. Okay. It's uh-huh. all females. Did I know. You, did you do it? No, and I found out Jeff Singer is the one who booked it, and I'm like, why didn't he call me? Like, uh, I was so bummed. I heard it was not, uh, you know... They paid the audience. They paid the audience. Oh, that's yeah, what I heard. Yeah, that's so always kind of 
bars. They tried to make it like like a clubby with mm-hmm. tables, well, and like stuff. a speakeasy. But but the tables were so far apart. There were only two people per table, and then like three people in the booth. It was I, I noticed that watching it, and just it, from knowing what yeah, you was, know, you it, it looked like it was very sparse of an audience. Really sp- and it's they were paid the laughter. And it was, to have yeah, yeah, really yeah. Let's spread it out to spread the laughter out. I, I think, and I think graciously they put a laugh track because I was like. I hate every single one of you. Like I, no, those I paid audiences don't. Stage. Yeah, they don't. Terrible. You know, I used to do audience warm up, which is a great job for a comedian. <laughs> yeah. No, it's not. And, and it's I used a great to, job for people who know how to do games and give out candy. It's you know what it is. It's a great job if you're doing warm up for Friends or Conan, like uh, Pardo oh, does, yeah. or people who want to come see the show. But when you have to do it in front of paid audiences who are getting 50 bucks and a bagel to be there all day, and they do not want to hear you fucking say a thing except no, they we're don't. over. But I've seen some really... Oh, anyway, go ahead with no, your story. Ahead, no, just there's, there's, one, there's this one guy who does warm up on some shows that I've you know worked on and that were live audience shows, all paid audience. And he... I don't know, I don't know what it is about him. He can keep them... Attentive and yeah. in, invested in what's going on for like seven hours. I'm like, someone needs to pay. I hope Bless. he's getting paid well because yeah, yeah. you get good money as a woman. Oh, yeah. For sure. I wanted to do it. And then I realized what it was. And I was like, oh, yeah, no. Oh, yeah. I wanted to do it. And I, I did it. And I was like, no, thanks. Somebody, <laughs> yeah. my first, somebody told me the trick was don't do your act, yes. make the audience the act. Exactly, and I and I luckily I had like this crew, this camera guy who was you know just a weird dude who would do like impressions of owls and stuff. So, <laughs> so I'm like, let's see what Carmen's up to, you know? And he'd be like, what? Okay, and then do like ten minutes of owl impressions, and they loved it, man. But one like one day we just had like a shitty, shitty show, man, and the audience was dead, and the show was dead, and and nobody was having fun. And I'm like, let's get Carmen out here. And Carmen's like. No. (laughs) (laughs) I just had to fucking stew in it for like eight hours and just the director going, what's wrong with these guys? Yelling in my ear. Oh, it was awful. I do not recommend that at all. boo. Did you say you did colleges or no, Sharon? I've done a few colleges. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I opened for my friend Bill Graber, who's a gay comic, and I called him Ball Grabber. And um, he doesn't do stand up anymore, but I did a run with because him. Of the, <laughs> because of Ball yeah, because of the No, yeah, and he was just like, fuck this bitch. <laughs> no, but we did a bunch of like gay pride or whatever in the Midwest. I did, I've done a couple, and I did, once I performed at Washington University opening up for Renee, what's her Zellweger. last name? No. <laughs> Close. No, Renee, Renee. Russo. No, Renee. Anyway, this girl Renee. Renee Gorbachev. Who the whole time I was on the road with her, she's like, "Fuck David Tell. I need to get the respect of David Tell. Fuck this person." And I was just sitting there at Applebee's after the show, going, "I want to kill myself. I just want to go. I mean, this is bullshit. We had a tornado warning, and then this. But I did. I worked with my gay friend Bill, and that's when I learned like sometimes lots of people come, sometimes no one comes. And I did a nooner at a junior college, which was probably one of the worst days in my life. Yeah. First of all, a junior college. Mm. Yep. And it was a nooner. Yeah. In the cafeteria? Yeah, this is where kids would look up at me and slam their books shut and stand (laughs) up and walk. (laughs) I'm like, I'm really sorry. They made me. I don't know what to... And I was such a young stand-up. I'd only been doing stand-up for like a year and a half. So I wasn't funny at all. Like, I didn't know how to handle a crowd. Like, I'm shocked that like crowd work is my forte because initially no really? like not at all and so I was terrified it was awful it was awful <laughs> I mean I would do colleges it's just like now I actually because I'm like going backwards like I got into TV production because I all my road experiences were so terrible <clears throat> and and I wanted to learn more about TV because I mm-hmm. want to sell TV shows and um and now I'm like you know getting gr- you know I'm 
being put through a meat grinder in production now yeah. and the rates are getting lower and lower and the hours are longer and longer and it's just it's it's impossible and so now I'm trying to go backwards I'm like well then maybe maybe I'll do the road now <laughs> maybe I'll do the road and uh, but there's so much to, there's so many hoops you have to jump through to get into that college circuit and you know bless you and you don't even know if uh, you're even going to get bookings or right. if the kids would even you know I don't know but I will say this which I don't think a lot of people have done successfully is you're taking your day job in TV production and putting it in your set and making it entertaining for everybody right okay. as opposed to it just being inside and just people who work in tv know i mean i, I when i watched you at bridgetown man you killed just on undoing your, your your tv set that set you did about uh court tv it was great i don't think that's very easy to do so you're mm, saying thanks. stick with the job for the material only well no i mean you know i have created a brand around it but i mean it's it which is great you know i've just kind of realized oh wow, i've created a brand like daytime mm-hmm. justice is a brand it's a podcast it's a this it's a that mm-hmm. but uh but i'm still like you know i rap on my show on the 14th and i'm like okay so if i don't find something by october 14th i'm gonna have to suck dick in front of donut time and it always goes back to that and i don't <laughs> I, I i want one day to not go i might have to suck dick you know <laughs> In front of donut time to pay my rent, you know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm trying to get out of that. Is that where you go to get your dick sucked these days? Well, that, well that's where the trannies go. So I thought I. Oh really? Randy's donuts. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. I, I picked donut time. It's just time. a landmark. It's just yeah, it's really a see, landmark. So go to a major land, yeah, any yeah. major landmark, you can get your dick sucked. <laughs> now you had mentioned you had such terrible experiences on the road. What would you say would be your worst? My worst? Yeah. Well, there's. Um, I'm gonna say I, I'm gonna say this one. Okay, so I did a I did a gig at a casino in Idaho or Iowa. I don't remember something with an I. <laughs> <laughs> and I was working at a dot com that had to do with comedy. Oh, Z. Uh, no, uh, comedyworld.com. Oh, yeah, I remember that. And there were some guys that had it was like radio shows, but on the internet, right? And you do you remember Comedy World? Not really. Okay. Comedy. I remember Z. I remember Comedy World. Everybody, like a lot of people got shows off that. Yeah. It was like Sue Murphy had a yeah. radio show with the Pitbull of Comedy and I'm forgetting Slayton, his name. Bobby, Bobby Slayton. Slayton. And uh, Beth Lapidus had a show, blah, blah, blah. So Greg Barrett and Dave Anthony had their first radio show oh, there. Oh, Manversations. Manversations, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. And so uh, one of the guys that was a headliner, uh, well, what, a friend of mine asked me if I wanted to go do this gig at a casino and I was like, yeah, and I'm getting paid $500. <laughs> Yeah, you know uh, the bad sign was when I walked into the casino. The guy working the security, the front door, had a hook for a right hand, and I was like, "This is fucked." Stop it. Yes, dead serious. He was like, you a know, hook? like a pirate, a hook Who for even a front. Who uses hooks anymore? I don't, people in fucking Just Iowa. Clipper thing at least. Yeah, that like so you can pick things up, thing. right? Uh, I guess he like liked to pick up laundry and fling it over his head. I mean, I don't know. So, um, so I go in. The show actually was great. The audience was great. It was afterwards, and this is because I'm naive and stupid. I thought because I worked with this guy and I knew he was married that he that it would be safe to go he's like let's go to my room I'm like okay and let's write and I bring my joke book and I write and I'm on the bed and he's in a chair and then all of a sudden I'm like kind of tackled and he straddles me and pushes my um shoulders down to the bed and goes I'd like to give you a massage (laughs) and I said I I don't I don't like that and I did like a I did like a marine crawl and a roll like you know out uh, you know, and then grab my joke book, and I'm like, I should probably go back to my room. <laughs> and that's when I realized, uh, you know, not, I gotta be careful, you know? <laughs> yeah. I gotta be real careful. <laughs> but I just didn't, it, I it's honest to God, like, it didn't even occur to me because we were friends and we worked together, yeah, and yeah. I, he was married. Like, it just didn't occur to me that he would try to, uh, you know, give me the old finger bang on the hotel <laughs> bed, yeah, you know? Yeah. It's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. I've yeah. never been. Yeah, I think none of my bad have you been stories forcibly finger banged, Andy. I don't think anybody's tried to have uh, relations with me in any sort of sets that I've been on. No. Have you ever had anything thrown at you? Um, someone threw 
Yeah, someone threw a bottle of Tabasco at me. Really? And, uh, <laughs> now, why Tabasco? Exactly. I don't know. It was a weird thing. It was like a JFK moment because everyone was talking about the rest of the night. No one could tell where it came from. But they, kicked, <laughs> they kicked somebody out and they didn't know which direction. Like People were trying to figure out, well, based on how the splash went, it must have been this side of the room. But it was, it was at this uh, open mic in Portland and I was actually telling a story of this shitty road. I was telling a road story in my act. Like I was just recounting what had happened. It wasn't even like a joke yet. I was just, I couldn't believe... I've been on this show in uh, in Miles City, Montana. You know where oh, that is? No, Way eastern. No. A thousand miles from Portland, which I had to do in a day. That's a little <laughs> bit longer than five hours. That's, uh, yeah, pretty brutal. But um, there was a guy there after my set. I don't know if you, I guess everyone has this, where someone like enjoys your set and comes up and wants to share their jokes with you. Right. Sure, sure. Which Always. are inevitably not related to the jokes that you talked about and told and maybe even uh, racist. In fact, <laughs> by and large, Always. they're going to be racist. Right. Yeah. So I, like, I got a joke for you. I'm like, oh, no. And okay, there it is. Yeah. And it, it was it was so racist and not even a joke. Like the punchline was just uh, the most offensive word that I'm not going to say. It was a very offensive word. And, that, and I'm like, I'm trying to think of how it even was, he, how he even thought it was constructed as a joke because it was not even. Right. I was more mad at the shittiness of the comedy in it than the offensiveness. <laughs> but then I'm talking about this on stage in Portland and someone who must have been tuning out just hears me because I did say that word. Uh-huh. I just told the I said, this is what this guy whose name was either Cooter, Skeeter, or Scooter. I forgot which one it was. <laughs> and he had SWP tattooed on his neck, which I thought was like racist. Uh, SWP, internet, what is that? Dating mean? shorthand, single white. I, I, I looked it up later. I guess Supreme White Power. Ew. So, oh, in um, Oregon. Yeah, Ew. there's a huge. No, this is Montana. This is your, oh, this is your oh, stomping okay. grounds. Oh, okay. Um, but I'm back in Oregon telling the story about Scooter or Skeeter telling me this racist non joke. And then someone throws the bottle of Tabasco. <laughs> And then they kick out somebody who might have been the wrong guy, as it turns out, while the other real culprit like skulked off into the shadows. Because I think, yeah, someone just wasn't paying attention and just heard that word and was like, fuck this guy. Um, so yeah, Tabasco got thrown at me. Yeah, when so. I was the first kind of, I did a, like a series of one-nighters in Oregon when I first got started, and I read just before I left that it, it's like the highest white supremacist at the time. And sure enough, going up the five from like Medford to Bend, and I used to see all these like little white power bumper stickers. Really? Oh god, yeah, it was I crazy. Thought they, they all moved to the Panhandle of Idaho, I think. That's yeah. where it is now. Yeah. Is that where it's at? I, Can we get rid so. of that area? I used, I, used yeah. get, I used to be scared driving through the South and. Texas a lot. Texas used to freak me out because I I didn't get very good cell phone service, right. you know, back then. And it was like these farms, you know, the the cattle farms. And so just from it was like dirt roads and then it was so far just to get like to whatever the first building is on the farm. And and sometimes it was like <clears throat> They'd have harvests that were really high, so you felt like you're driving through tunnels. Yeah, yeah. Right. And I was like, if I get stuck out here, they're going to be like, no, bitch, we ain't helping you out. <laughs> no, yeah. yeah. So I would be, like, I would just have panic attacks while I was driving there until I got to a freeway. And I was like, okay, well, hopefully the police won't beat me. <laughs> <laughs> Outside of that, I mean, you talked about not, like, driving for five hours by yourself, but I love it. I don't, I I five hours it. is a long time it's don't you get long. fatigued it's my cutoff it's my cutoff like Sacramento is my cutoff like I, I can drive to Sa- anything above that I gotta fly anything because yeah, I do a lot yeah. of Pacific Northwest stuff I'll I, yeah I don't know I just there's like f- what, five hours to myself in my iPod you my know my friend Naomi loves it like she always wants to do a road trip she does she's not a comic but she like she be like I'm like, oh, I have to go to a wedding in Jersey. She's like, come to DC. <laughs> <laughs> I'll drive. And I'm like, 
You gotta force me to come to be sick so I can drive somewhere. <laughs> All right, you know, uh, my dad hates traffic, hates driving. I hate he, it. he will still, if you ever meet him, will tell you about the time they closed the two left lanes on the LIE. <laughs> like eighty five. Right rush hour too, Mur. At rush hour. That was his Vietnam. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> And he hates driving. And he came out to visit, him and my mom came out to visit me one week and I had to do a, a one-nighter in Vegas. And I'm like, I got to drive to Vegas on that Saturday or that Sunday. Um, you know, are you cool with that? He's like, yeah. Hey. I'm like, how far? He's like, oh, it's, like, I'm like, it's like four hours, I think. He's like, oh yeah, that's no problem. I can handle that. So we drive out there and it was a holiday weekend. Oh. And we, can't, and we came back <sighs> on Monday morning and it was just bu- literally yeah. bumper to bumper from Vegas to Los Angeles. Oh, Nine and a half hours. Oh, my God. Of my Kill me. dad Kill just me. going, really, Murr? Four hours? Four <laughs> hours? This is four. This has been six hours. Ever tell you about the time they closed the two left lanes? On the- <laughs> <laughs> it was awful, man. It was awful. Yikes. That's, uh, I, that, that's the one thing that freaks me out is um, being stuck on that, on that drive to Vegas because it's hot. It's hot it's as like fuck. Panic attack oh, yeah. of, am I going to run out of gas trying to use the AC? Yeah. Right. By the time we, you know, uh, I hate that. I hate, and it's just, there's nothing and then it's cars. It's nothing yeah. to your right or left and nothing but cars in front of you. There's the one you. giant thermometer. Yeah. yeah. Bun boy. The world's, <laughs> largest bun boy, world's largest thermometer. And you can say, oh, it's 120 degrees. That's <laughs> yeah. awesome. Which I think it is in here too, by the way. Sorry it's getting warm. I got sunburned surfing this morning, so I'm just beating yeah. sweat. <laughs> Um, there's a, there's a, also a, a one-nighter on the other side of Vegas in Mesquite. I don't know if you guys ever I've did that. No. At the Casa with Blanca? Lachlan, yeah. Oh, yeah. with Lachlan? That's where we met. Yeah. Oh, that's great. But I always would always fuck up because I like I do it like once a year, and I think, oh, it's just on the other side of Vegas. So I'd get to Vegas, and I'd say, oh, I got a quarter tank of gas. I should be able to get there. But there is nothing. Yeah. You think there's nothing between yeah. like the thermometer and Vegas? There is literally nothing between Vegas and Mesquite. And every time, man, I'm just on E. It's blanket. Uh, I'm coasting, oh my God. coasting down the hill. And you're like, why did I take that ecstasy? I gotta drive this car. Yeah, exactly. right. I fell for it every time, man. Just like <laughs> nudging my car into getting over there. Yikes. Actually, I think I almost ran out of gas there too. And I found the one gas station that there is between those two places. Mm-hmm. And at the pump was an elderly gentleman who was wearing uh, see-through long underwear and chaps. <laughs> and that's it. Just pumping his gas like he wants everyone to see it. And I was trying to take pictures of my cell phone. Thinking like, well, he... I can't like have him see that I'm doing it. But then he came in to pay. Like he wanted everybody to see right. what he was. It was the weirdest. It's Wait, on my see-through no, long people do It was that. like, um, yeah, it was. He was definitely like an exhibitionist yeah. guy. Oh, okay. Who was just trying to creep everyone out? Like his his top, everything was kind of see-through, and then he had like leather. Yeah, chaps are like just the sides, right? Is that what chaps are? Yeah. They're like uh, the front. Yeah, you're just the front. Yeah, yes, it does, I know not, what doesn't cover the crotch. Yeah, it doesn't the cover the crotch. The, uh, it just yeah, covers yeah. the thighs and the legs. You can go to my Tumblr and see a picture. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <it's, laughs> that's oh, that is creepy. Um, I had uh, Darren Carter on not too long ago. Duran. Or the party starter, the he party likes to be called. <laughs> uh he we had, we for, he I was gonna ask him about that show that you guys did and I forgot. In and Thibodeau. In Thib- Thibodeau, yeah, yeah. Thibodeau. Where's Thibodeau? Louisiana. Oh. Um, I think maybe 45 minutes outside of New Orleans, maybe an hour, I don't know. Um, yeah, we, first of all, they booked, it was a college gig, they booked four comics. They wanted us each to do an hour. What? <laughs> On the same night? Yes. Okay. Wait, simultaneously? <laughs> <laughs> At the same time. Same. And um, Alex... 
Alex, oh, what's Alex's last name? I'm so bad. The curly hair. She Cole? was the host. Oh, no. She was the host. Alex with the curly hair. Girl? I can't th- yeah. I can't remember. I don't remember. It'll come to me way after the fact. Um, she was the host. So she was supposed to do 15, bring somebody up, 15, bring somebody up, 15. Bring, yeah. Oh. And she, when she got there and saw that that was the system, because they didn't even have us all coming at the same time because they knew it was so long. And so she was only there with the first act. And she goes, no. Call all those comics and tell them to get their asses here right the fuck now. She's like, this guy's, I'm doing five. <laughs> this guy is doing 15. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. It was like that. So it, we get there. would have been a five-hour show I if they all been. stayed well, in Yeah, time. like, what is With it, like fucking Lollapalooza? Comic, yeah. It's ridiculous. So, um, she, so we got there. Darren was sleeping, so they were, like, killing themselves to get Darren. So I had to go a little bit longer for him to get there. And I was like, I want to get off this party. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, no. So the party started comes. And he is like, just having a good time. He's all over the place. He's refreshed. You know, he's had a good nap. <laughs> <laughs> Jumps off stage. He's in it. And something happened where they were, they were asked, he would ask somebody like, what's your name? You know, he's asked some kid, what's your name? And another, the kid wouldn't say his name. And then another kid said something, called him something, but it wasn't his name. But Darren just assumed that that's what they wanted to be called. So he's calling the kid, little black kid whatever this kid said and this kid did not like this name and was ready to fight oh like, yes so gets up like it's almost like he's chasing because Dar- darren's like hey bro <laughs> party started but he's like it's like standing like but what getting closer to him and oh, you're no. like, what is happening right now it's like and then and me and alex are like this is why you don't have a four-hour show people get antsy and it was so weird because they had like long you know long tables it was like a mess hall yeah it was very very was it uh, during the day? Like, how did they think no, that four was hours night, was going to work? But it was like That's... it was scheduled to like six to ten. It was ridiculous. Wow. Do they have security? Were they able to? No, <laughs> no. That's why that motherfucker was chasing Karen around. Venue. <laughs> 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 uh, poor... The kid was probably drunk too, so he was probably surly and ready to uh, fight. Yeah. <laughs> it was so crazy. Oh, uh, poor party starter. That's amazing. It and then a... Darren and I did another show. I can't remember where, and I remember we went out to eat afterwards, and there were the biggest cockroaches in the place and dad was so freaked out i was like i was freaked out too but i was so amazed about how freak like he was like this is this is not right like <laughs> this is very like put off like no no how is this how are they open like mad that they were open he's like what's their rating he's looking around for the, the <laughs> for the letter code. The letter code <laughs> yeah who was it that uh, somebody had a joke about uh, the letter code and it's it's not how they rate the restaurant it's just the level it's the type of hepatitis you get <laughs> from eating at the restaurant. <laughs> Todd Glass has been about I thought this restaurant had the D out front but next to it they wrote Alicious which I don't think they should be. <laughs> So out of all the horrible road gigs you have, Sharon, what was your second worst road gig? Alex, you know what? She took notes, Andy. She <laughs> oh, notes I notes Because I don't have I that stories. many road stories. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't go out on the road that much, but I did get... Um, uh, well, this, is, this isn't this is really a road... Listen, I live on the west side now, so going to the improv is a road gig. It's a road gig, yeah, right. So that's anything true. anything other past the 405. Um, they used to have this talent show in New York City on the Upper East Side called... What well, was a gay bar called The Works. Mm-hmm. And their, their logo was like a water fountain and water came out. It's like The Works. <laughs> and they used to have a talent show that a drag queen would host. It was mostly drag queens. And I wanted to win some money. So me and my friend Ramon and my re- friend Taha 
went down and and um Your friend who? Taha. <laughs> Taha. His name is Taha. So Taha No, Taha Housie. Oh, that's a great name. Yeah. He's African. Oh, that's a great so, name. So um so me Taha and Ramon go down and uh, uh all these drag queens they're terrible or whatever. But they're I mean they're not terrible, they're good, but then I went up and killed. Mm-hmm. And my friend Ramon looks at me and goes, "Honey, you just won this contest." Then you hear over the microphone, "Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Miss Patty LaBelle. Ah. <laughs> and this drag queen comes out who looks just like Patty LaBelle oh, circa 1986 with like the fan hair. And oh, she's like, I you. <laughs> like she was amazing. And then Ramon looks at me and goes, you just lost this contest. <laughs> <laughs> and I did. I lost. I was second place. <laughs> oh Damn that Patty LaBelle impersonator. Do you just still do a lot of like I bet you kill in those pride shows and those gay rooms. I don't do pride shows. I kill in you gay said you rooms. Did, did you say did I miss that? I no, I've never I've never pride. done pride. Okay. Well, Red and I did a Halloween contest. <laughs> Wait, over here at Santa Monica? I made these bitches. No, oh. yes, no, West Hollywood. <laughs> so fucking stupid. They got so bad at me. I but we made it to the... <laughs> these bitches got we so bad. We want dinner. Okay, I was... Okay, this is what I wanted. It's <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> it was so stupid. Okay, so Lisa... Debbie Matinopoulos had been <laughs> fired from The View. And I had a Gaysian, my friend Roy is gay and, and Asian. So he was going to play Lisa Ling. Good. And I said, let's enter the West Hollywood costume competition as the, the ladies from The View. View. And then we'll have my friend Ron dress up like Debbie Matinopoulos, come out and interrupt us and beat the shit out of Lisa Ling. <laughs> and so everybody's like, okay. Mind you, Ron is fucking cock diesel. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> broad as shit. He looks like a linebacker, but he puts yeah. on a blonde wig and he's like, fuck you, Lisa Ling. <laughs> <laughs> we made it to the finals. It was oh, one of the so, so insane. I remember we and there were some like amazing, amazing contests. I mean, we just made it into that because because it was, a dramatic interpretation. Yeah, because yeah. we were funny. we did a bit. Right. Yeah, because she were J- Joy Behar. <laughs> Joy Behar. <laughs> and I really looked like a young Estelle Getty. Like I didn't look anything like Joy Behar. <laughs> and she was doing her Joy Behar bit, and then. I was clearly star, and, and all I kept saying was "I'm a lawyer," and I, was, and I brought a sandwich, and I was eating and saying "I'm a lawyer." I'm a Allegedly, because you know I'm a lawyer. Allegedly, it was so stupid. We were such bad. It was terrible. <laughs> you won the whole thing? No. Who beat you? Some half-naked people wearing samba yeah, costumes. Yeah, 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 yeah. I thought Madam should have won. The guy who played Waylon Flowers and Madam, that oh, costume right, was right. genius. Then, but then, then <laughs> Madam got drunk and didn't show up for the final. The puppet? <laughs> yeah, the guy playing the puppet. They made this amazing mouthpiece to uh, put on someone's ooh. face. And so the guy playing Waylon Flowers would just wiggle these things and he'd make his thing go up and he'd go, ha, 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 Like it was amazing. There were some really, there was one, um, per, one guy was, uh, he was one of the queens. I don't know. Even, was um, it Marie Antoinette? Uh, yeah, he might've been Marie Antoinette, but he was in a gazebo. Mm. So he walked around it was like unbelievable. he was on a throne in a gazebo, but he was walking and the gazebo, gazebo was built around him. Right, right. And he was holding it like this. And remember, he could make it, it the inside spin. spin. He'd go like this and it would spin. <laughs> <laughs> we were like, these queens have way too much time on their hands. It was insane. And then the other thing that I thought was cool, but it was crazy, was this woman who was, this woman, quotes, um, who was uh, uh, S&M person. Mm-hmm. Um, what did you call it? Dominatrix. Dominatrix. And so she had this, there was this very large black man who was wearing chaps, I think chaps. He had on boots, 
No, it wasn't chaps because it was boots up to his thighs, but the the heels the heels of the boots were about a foot and a half oh. high, and he was big, and he had a tail, and she ca- and I was like, and he had a thing with the long horse's mane on the back of it, and I was like, you are beautiful and frightening. Like, I didn't know <laughs> what to think about it, and when they and you know he needed help to walk up the steps. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was this. I, I was amazed at how great, but they were in the finals too. I don't remember them. I remember standing in the back like, oh my God. But I think we... I, we I didn't think getting, we were going to win. We I knew won, we were going to be crowd pleasers. We won dinner at Cobalt, whatever yeah. that restaurant was. We Which is now a fish something. It's like a sushi bar now. Oh, I remember Cobalt. Yeah, so we got, I think we came in like third. Yeah. Third, <laughs> yeah. Like, like it was crazy that we awesome. should not have been in the... We, we shouldn't even been in the finals. I, it was, a, bar, it was <laughs> a borrowed wig. I mean, it was just... Your wig was horrendous. <laughs> My wig was horrendous. <laughs> it was like a crazy... It was a long like mullet wig that my friend Brandy had that she loaned me and I just put it up with right. some bobby yeah, pins. It. <laughs> it was really bad. I think our friend Kissy, she moved to Italy. Oh, she was Dugan. Yeah, Kissy Dugan oh, was Kissy. Barbara Streisand. Oh, that's and great. then LaRoya was uh, Lisa Ling. And then Ron was uh, Ron was, was Debbie, Debbie Matinopoulos. And then remember, Debbie Matinopoulos was at Cobalt. Yes, <laughs> she was at Cobalt because Cobalt's like, where they had the prelims, and she right. was like, "Oh my god, I loved it." <laughs> That's awesome. She's like, "You look exactly like me." She, he did. <laughs> so like Kissy me. Dugan moved to Italy. Just yeah. side note. Yeah, she fell I in just love. Saw her, oh, good. For uh, her. Like I went to um, I went to Rome for New Year's, not last New Year's, but uh-huh. the previous, and oh, so I got to hang out with her. She's got two little boys. Oh, great. Very cute. She was sweet. I always loved her. Yeah. Uh, Before we get out of here, Andy, let's talk about the LA Podfest. Oh, yeah. It's coming up soon. In six weeks, uh, fans of podcasting should come out to Santa Monica. We're having this whole weekend-long event at the Sheraton Delfina. It's going to be about 20 different podcasts at this point, I think, including um, Greg Barrett and Dave Anthony. They're walking the room. Uh, Chris Mancini, Graham Elwood doing comedy film nerds. All friends of the show. They've all been on the show. Friends of the show. Um, Doug Benson, Doug Loves Movies, Aisha Tyler, Girl on Guy. Um, Jackie Cation, Dork Forrest. I know we have a lot of cross fans. Greg Fitzsimmons. There's so many. We keep um, Dan Harmon's going to be there. Uh, LAPodfest.com is where you can find the info, October 12th through the 14th. Okay, so, and there's going to be a stand-up show also? There's a stand-up show on the Saturday night at uh, at Barnum Hall, which is a beautiful old theater across the street from the Sheraton. It's all close to the beach. You can get hotel uh, rates that are like really cheap. You, you have a, you have a special right now, don't you? You have a few cheap hotels left? Yeah, there's a few rooms left at, at the discounted rate, so you can just make it a whole weekend event and just yeah. be at the beach, see all your favorite podcasts, go hang out in the water. We'll even go surfing with you, maybe. Mary and I might take you out for lessons, <laughs> possibly. <laughs> Yeah, we'll see. So, yeah. uh, LAPodfest.com for all the info on that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, it's, it should be a good time. I'm looking yeah, forward yeah. to it. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, Retta, where yeah. can we see you outside every Thursday night on Parks and Recreation? Are you guys back? You guys are back in production now, yeah, aren't you? Yeah, we are. Dude, I'm not doing shit. <laughs> <laughs> you're on a, you're on a fucking hit sitcom, man. You don't need to do shit. Yeah, um, I'm, um, I'm, but I'm, I need to get more stage time and... I'll, I'm, be, I'm supposed to be doing your show whenever that oh, is. Oh, that's right. We'll get to that in a few. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. All I don't right. do anything. Who other? Chelsea Pretty's on there. Very funny. Chelsea stand-up. just left. Oh, so she did? She's not on this season. Oh, okay. She's, she's doing the road. Any other uh, comics um, writing? Or? Joe Mandy. Oh, great. Um, nice. I didn't know that. Um, Megan Amram. Oh, she's the funniest. Oh. Harris Whittles. Yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, that's great. Alan Yang, Aisha Muharar. Um, Oh, I can't remember the, the other new girl's name. It's messed up. 
Oh, that's awesome. They write in the show. Yeah. Oh, that should be. Sounds like it's going to be a good season. There's yeah, some good writers cool. on there. It'll be good. Andy, where can you see you besides being my assistant at work? Um, you can go to probablyscience.com to listen to the podcast or uh, follow me on Twitter at Andy T. Wood. Mm-hmm. You got any gigs coming up? Yeah, actually, I am opening for Baron Vaughn, I believe, on um, the... 13th of September in town or at, at Meltdown. Yeah. Meltdown okay, on great. Sunset Meltdown comics. That's a good show. Oh, real quick. It's great. Yeah. You opened for Reggie Watts. Yeah. In Portland, in Portland last month or two oh, months ago. Oh, that's amazing. Was so much I love fun. him so yeah. much. Yeah. How was that? It was great. The, the best part of it was my friend who'd never seen me do stand up before after the show, I came up, she came up to me. She's like, Oh, Hey, I'm like, oh, I didn't want to like ask for it, you know? Right, um, right. But I was like, Oh, when did you get here? She's like, Oh, a while ago. Silence. Uh, oh, in time to like see me and Ron open up. Like, yep. <laughs> all right then all right. <laughs> that's that's all i need but you had a good set right that's what i'm saying is like i wasn't fishing for it to get to get like yeah you were, yeah, you were. no i wasn't fishing for, for my ego like i knew that it was one of those rooms it's like 800 people you're not yeah. gonna not kill but i just couldn't believe the balls on her to say literally nothing about it i'm like i kind of respect that you know i kind of respect it was, that it was, she was Sometimes you're like you don't want someone to do well, and they do, and you're like, ugh. It might yeah. have been that. Yeah, but she was she if she wasn't a comedian, then she wouldn't. I don't know. No, I think that's basic human decency. Is you see someone do something, you just say good job. Yeah, like, that's all you have to say. Right, right, right. Could have been oh worse. My God, I saw you. Yeah, you were up there. <laughs> yeah, I saw you. Looked like you were having you fun were there. up there. That's, it. that's the worst. Sure, like, you were really fun. having fun <laughs> up there. Parental, yeah, yeah. you were the only one in the room who was, but you yeah. looked like you're really having fun. And what about the delightful Miss Sharon Houston? Um, I'll actually be in San Francisco for the San Francisco Comedy and Burrito Festival. Oh, nice. October 11th through the 14th. I'm going to miss the, the podcast. The podcast I know, and I wanted to come to that, too, to like promote my podcast. Yeah, yeah. Um, my podcast is called, called Daytime Justice. You can find it on iTunes and Stitcher. You can follow me on Twitter at Daytime, at Justice, Daytime Justice or at Sharon underscore Houston. And my website is www.imsharonhouston.com. Come see me live. I think I only follow Daytime Justice. I don't think I follow Sharon Houston. Oh, you should follow yeah, Sharon yeah, Houston, sure. too. I'll follow Sharon Houston. And you can hear me you know on that. KCRW, too. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, that new show? KCRW.com slash Strangers. I did a podcast called Strangers, and then I was on a radio show called The Business. Oh, cool. So you can they're archived on the website. Awesome. Um, there's one other thing I wanted to ask you. Sharon Houston, SharonHouston.com. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. Fuck, I forget. Oh, I'm oh, sorry. We'll have you on and I'll ask you that question. Yay. We'll have you on for five minutes just this so I can ask you that fun, question. This is fun, Murray. Oh, thanks for having uh, Thanks to everybody for coming on. I'm sorry I had to pick the hottest day in <laughs> Southern California to sit in the oven back here. But uh, at Murray V on Twitter, you know, thanks again for uh, all your... Unforetable. Oh, I'm sorry. That's... I t- didn't think to put it. Sorry. Yeah, you changed it. Yeah. Yeah, you changed it. I noticed that. How do you spell it? U-N-F-O-R-E-T-T-A-B-L-E. And she does great follow-ups to shows. I do, do you like? I do not so live tweeting. Right, catch him <laughs> on DVR. Like I, had to, I had to saw you were on Breaking Bad, and I haven't gotten to it. So I had to, I'm three behind. Oh really? Oh, I'm three behind. I'm three seasons behind. I just finished season <laughs> one, so I can't even talk. Oh, right, to, like right, I hear right. Breaking Bad, and I run into the other room. Right. Like I can't yeah. even. I can't even do that. Yeah. Don't let anybody ruin it for you because it's. <laughs> I, I'm, but I get jealous of people like you because you have so much yeah. great TV ahead of you to watch. That's I how everybody is right now because I'm watching Buffy. They're like, oh yeah. I know. I noticed you're just now watching season one. You're like body double, and I, I wanted to tweet you back and go, Retta, please. <laughs> We can't go back to 97 and fix that shit. <laughs> but I but I can't comment on it. But it was, um, I mean, so many people are like, oh, I'm so jealous that you get to experience it for the first time. I'm like, well, so far, it's so great. <laughs> I mean, I'm now in season two, so it's starting to get a little bit better. I love it. I love Buffy. Um, so it's at Murray V on Twitter, uh, the Road Stories page, like us on Facebook. And since 
we were off for a couple of weeks and everybody was so supportive. Uh, I'm going to do a giveaway. Um, so let's say the first two people to write a good review on iTunes gets a free t-shirt. So, um, put your, send me your email, write the review on iTunes. Eh, has to be a good review <laughs> <laughs> on iTunes. And then shoot me an email through the Facebook site. And, uh, I'll, you know what? I'll even say, I usually say in this country, but even, I know we got a lot of listeners in Australia, even Australia, I'll, I'll flip for the, uh, postage for out of the country. So first two people who write a good review on iTunes, uh, get a free t-shirt and thank you all so much for listening. And, uh, I really appreciate every one of you send me those emails. I get back to every one of them. I promise if I haven't got back to yours, send it. And I, I promise I'll get back to it. Guys, thank you so much for coming on. Ooh, I really appreciate it. Oh, it Sharon, great. I've been Thanks. dying to have you forever. Andy. Yeah. Not so much. Yeah. <laughs> and Retta, you know, I love you and I'm glad you came back. Grazie. All right. You guys, thanks a lot. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye-bye. That was so fun, man.